Welcome to the podcast. My name is Alex Corrine, and this is where you can find my life, my writings, and unsolicited opinions of all sorts. Welcome to another Anatomy of an Opening, an original series where I break down the opening of a book sentence by sentence to deconstruct its strengths and weaknesses, all in the name of gleaning a valuable lesson on storycraft from the process. Let's get into it. Christopher Paolini, the author of the massively successful fantasy series titled The Inheritance Cycle, has finally taken a step into a new domain, entering into the sci-fi genre with his new novel To Sleep in a Sea of Stars. Today, we're going to talk about it. I'll start by saying I like Christopher Paolini. I liked The Inheritance Cycle, and I like this book. I think Paolini is a good storyteller. And that's necessary to get out of the way, because the next thing that I'm going to say might not communicate that. The opening of this book is weak. Paolini isn't exactly known for poetic, flowery, or masterful prose, which is why I'm going to go through this opening sentence by sentence, but also talk about the larger picture of the first chapter all the way up until the inciting incident. The spoilers that I'm going to touch on will be incredibly minor, but you've been warned. Before I start reading, though, I want to make it clear that it's okay that Paolini's prose isn't exactly stealing the show here. It doesn't draw attention to itself, and that's a style in its own right. My critique won't be stemming from that. However, it does mean that there will be less saving grace when this page ends up lacking in a lot of ways. So let's just get into it. The page begins. The orange gas giant, Zeus, hung low above the horizon, huge and heavy, and glowing with a ruddy half-light. Around it glittered a field of stars, bright against the black of space, while beneath the giant's lidless glare stretched a gray wasteland streaked with stone. So this is an interesting way to open a book. There are a couple of ways that you can take this. The opening pages of a book being purely scene setting isn't entirely uncommon. And I can see how Paolini is trying to establish his space epic setting early on. This might make for a great opening shot of a movie, but I can't say that I'll ever be a fan of an intro like this to a book. It's simply too impersonal. There's literally nothing engaging about it. You might could have gotten away with doing this in sci-fi a long time ago, but you've really got to come out with guns blazing a lot more than this. These sentences basically just say, oh, yay, we're in space. And on top of that, the wording itself isn't exactly gleaming with beauty and poetry, so there's not a lot of saving grace. The next part reads, a small huddle of buildings stood in the otherwise desolate expanse. Domes and tunnels and windowed enclosures, a lone place of warmth and life amid the alien environment. This is where I start to ask, what exactly are we accomplishing here? It's not that setting these scenes isn't useful, but my question is, why are we doing it here? Why is this your first foot forward? I'd love to read these visual descriptions just as soon as I'm invested in a character or excited in any way, shape, or form. But for now, you've just given me four long sentences of things that I have no real reason to care about. Moving on. Inside the compound's cramped lab, Kira struggled to extract the gene sequencer from its alcove in the wall. The machine wasn't that large, but it was heavy, and she couldn't get a good grip on it. Finally, here we get an actual character. Though I have to say, this is not a particularly enticing way to introduce her. It's not that Paolini is starting this book all bad, it's just that it's not impressive at all. There's nothing to get me involved. Not in the least. It's taking way too long to have a single compelling sentence. 
so let's read on and see if we get one. Damn it, she muttered and readjusted her stance. Most of their equipment would stay on Adrastea, the Earth-sized moon they had spent the past four months surveying. Most of their equipment, but not all. The gene sequencer was part of a xenobiologist's basic kit, and where she went, it went. Besides, the colonists who would soon be arriving on the Shakti Umasati would have newer, better models, not the budget, travel-sized one that the company had stuck her with. So here we get some basic exposition. Paolini's giving us a lot of information with a few words, introducing us to the circumstances. Most opening pages will have a sentence or two that operate like this, and there's really nothing wrong with the way that he does it here. He's established that our character is a xenobiologist, and that we're colonizing planets, as well as the fact that she's spent four months surveying this one. I'm happy with all of this structurally, but I'm still wondering just how I'm supposed to find this interesting. So she's struggling to get this gene sequencer out of the wall. Okay. We're deep into the first page at this point, and I'm still searching for a single engaging line or moment to really latch onto. The next part reads, Kira pulled again. Her fingers slipped, and she sucked in her breath as one of the metal edges sliced her palm. She let go, and upon examining her hand, saw a thin line of blood oozing through her skin. Her lips curled in a snarl, and she hit the gene sequencer. Hard. That didn't help. Keeping her injured hand knotted in a fist, she paced the lab, breathing heavily while she waited for the pain to subside. If you notice, I'm not reading these parts in smaller portions, but in larger paragraphs. The reason for that is because there's really nothing here to analyze or champion, and it kind of makes this opening seem to fizzle. I just can't for the life of me figure out why this character's struggle to get a gene sequencer out of the wall is supposed to be interesting. At this point, it just feels like we're wasting words. It's not that this is bad work, it's just that I don't know how I'm supposed to be engaged by it if this is my first impression of the book. It's like Paolini's assuming that he's got your whole attention before the book even starts. Like you're just already committed. But on to the next section. Most days, the machine's resistance wouldn't bother her. Most days. But today, dread and sadness outran reason. They would be leaving in the morning, taking off to rejoin their transport, the Fidanza, which was already in orbit around Adra. A few days more, and she and everyone else in the 10-person survey team would get into cryo, and when they woke up at 61 Cygni, 26 days later, they would each go their separate ways, and that would be the last she would see of Alan for, for how long she didn't know. Months, at least. If they were unlucky, over a year. Okay, I'm going to stop there. It doesn't get much better, and it's taken us an entire page to get to anything remotely interesting. This last paragraph is just bland exposition. Blatant at that. It's only in the last line with the mention of another character, Alan, who Kira supposedly cares for in some way, that we get anything remotely resembling a human connection. So yeah, I don't really know what else there is to say about the text alone. This type of first chapter honestly feels like the kind that calls for a prologue of sorts. Often, authors will begin a book with a prologue of something more exciting or shocking that might be set in a place away from our main characters and their beginning of their story, just to kind of hook the readers and pull them in and give them something to kind of latch onto or set up a mystery, ask a question. Maybe if I read a foreshadowing prologue, I would be more on board to sit through this slog. But the problem is, I'm not. The reason that I'm holding on through this and continuing to read is because I'm already a fan of Paolini's. I trust that he knows how to tell a story, and frankly, I've waited years for this book. 
which means I'm going to give it a very fair chance. I've noticed that sometimes already established authors get away with things like this. It's not like Paolini was going to face agents or publishers turning him away on this opening alone. He already has a track record and name recognition. He could probably get a publishing deal without actually having to show a complete manuscript. But it makes me wonder if established authors don't always worry about this sort of thing because they know they don't really have to. They already have the readership. People that trust them. See, the thing is, if it wasn't already clear, I don't like this opening. But I don't want anyone to think that I don't like it simply because it isn't explosive or exciting right off the bat. Let me be clear, nothing remotely exciting happens in this book for the entire first hour of reading. That's right, it takes an entire hour to get to the very first inciting incident. Until then, we're left with a sort of boring husk of a romance between this character Alan and our main character, Kira. But not much of this time is even spent building a believable or meaningful relationship. We're mostly just told to accept how deeply in love these two characters already are. Now, when I'm reading sci-fi, I don't exactly expect brilliant romance, nor do I even really want to see it. But if you're going to litter the entire introduction and first hour of reading with this type of thing, you're going to have to do better than this. So now that I've thoroughly taken apart this intro and you understand my problems with it, I'll restate. I like this book. I'm actually devouring it pretty quickly, and so far, I like it. I'll support Paolini wherever he goes, and I can't wait to finish this book as well as read more in his new fractal verse. I just wanted to use this anatomy of an opening piece to highlight some of the more negative ways that an author can open a book. For him, it's not a make or break thing, but if you're a new author, it could be. If you're sending manuscripts into a slush pile, I don't see how anyone picks this opening page up and thinks, I want to read more, or I'm buying this book. I also understand that this book is 900 pages long. Just by buying it, to begin with, you're kind of making a commitment. And with these big, long, epic sci-fi fantasy books, there's kind of already a readership that's prepared to wade through maybe some slower starts or some big world building aspects early on. They might even prefer the calmer introduction. However, I can't help but feel like this book would be strengthened immensely with just a different way of opening it. So that's all for today. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to leave a five-star review and subscribe for future content. Otherwise, I will talk to you guys in the next episode.